introducing Mr. Kawada himself, my dad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, this is Quantum of History, and today's going to be just a bonus episode. It is to celebrate that on this day, 25 years ago, November 17th, 1995, the U.S. audiences were introduced to Pierce Brosnan's first outing, what I think is probably one of the best, one of the top three. It's the one that changed it for all of us in, the th- in our mid-30s, a whole new generation of Bond fans. Today is the day that GoldenEye was released to U.S. theaters. That's right. All, all the people in my age group, this was the movie. This was the movie that did it. This is the movie that spawned the video game and the video game that spawned most of our love for this franchise. How it started, this, is the, this was the day. 25 years ago, I think the the quarter centennial is is a is a big day to mark and be excited about what the gift we would have given. That is Goldeneye. What a gift! I mean, the sa- okay, not the soundtrack. I don't want to hear about the soundtrack, but everything else. This movie is flawless from start to finish. So 25 years ago today, the James Bond franchise was on life support. The last film, License to Kill, had bombed. And still to this day, being the worst performing Bond movie in history. It had been seven years since this flop, and there had been thoughts that maybe James Bond's time had passed. A reset was in order, and with the addition of Pierce Brosnan and of director Martin Campbell, the team was ready to once again prove that James Bond's prowess. Pierce Brosnan is the perfect amalgam of all the Bonds. He has the car- charm of Connery, the humor of Moore, the intensity of Dalton, and the naivety of Lazenby. Now, having the foundation with an amazing director and the perfect bond for the mid-90s at the time, it was time to surround him with the stellar cast. Adding newcomer Isabella Skoropko as the new Bond girl, rising star Sean Bean, Famke Jensen, and Tony Award-winning actor Alan Cummings, and character actors Gottfried John as the villain stood primed to become the greatest villain ensemble to this day. And it really is. There's no doubt GoldenEye has the best villain ensemble of any of the movies. Bond alumni Joe Don Baker had established comedian Robbie Coltrane signed on as a team of guys who were going to help Bond on his mission. Finally, Dame Judi Dench was cast as M, the first female M in the series. And with all the cast set, it was time to make Bond great again. The film debuted on September-November 1995. The initial buzz was not as large as previous Bond films, but once word of mouth and stellar reviews quickly made GoldenEye becoming a massive worldwide hit. To this day, it's the seventh highest grossing Bond film, coming in at $356.4 million worldwide. Any Bond can't fan can attest why. This film has it all, starting with Brosnan himself. Now, being in my 30s, Brosnan is my Bond. For my generation, we knew Brosnan as our Bond, and he always delivered on being just the Bond we needed for the time. For myself, I still put Brosnan right behind Connery as the one-two punch of the best Bonds. Our intro into Casino in Monte Carlo, where we first see him in a tux playing Baccarat against Zenya on the top, Reminds me of how Bond film can be fun too. So much of what we had to deal with in the Craig area is uh, doom and gloom, uh, in his feelings, all this other stuff. But to rewatch this movie and remind us just how much fun James Bond can be makes me miss the days of when James Bond was fun. Xenia playing uh, praying mantis, love making style would make any man okay with the prospect of meeting their maker. Pure animalistic passion in which Xenia derives sexual gratification through violent lust makes everyone watching those scenes just feel a certain type of way as you watch it. Secondly, the story, which now seems overdone and passe for the time, but was a new breath of fresh air. The story of Trevelyan being a double agent, being Bond's equal, knowing how Bond operates, 
made for riveting storytelling. In one of the, my favorite scenes of all time in the movie, the cinematography of Yanis Reveal as Trevelyan in Statue Park resonates even today when I watch the movie. Brazen is brilliant in his reaction to the reveal, and as the dialogue is fantastic before the two. Boris, while having his terrible Russian accent, is so good as the computer programmer. His dorky perversion with Natalia makes you root against him. His snarky condescendence makes you hate him. And the epic death and catchphrase is indelible. I am invincible! And then you see him not be invincible? It's such a, such a payoff. Natalia herself was perfect, and her story arc was incredible. She goes from naive computer programmer to formidable partner on the mission. She is quickly stripped of naivety in the events of Severnaya, and as the story arc progresses, she finds herself in confidence and competency to be more than a Bond girl, but a true ally. Omarov is menacing, and while speaking so much in his expressions, his expressions and handling of the climate of the moments draws you into the story. Joe Don Baker and Robbie Coltrane bring out the humor in the movie, both delivering comedic gold in every scene they're in. Finally, Dame Junie Jens would be a character arc used time and time again, her contentious relationship with Bond makes for great character conflict. You're a relic of the Cold War, a sexist misogynist dinosaur. It's iconic. It's an iconic line. She still feels like M here, and not what she morphed into into the Craig movies. The journey of Bond as he travels through the world, the pacing, the imagery, the locations leave nothing to be desired in this movie. This all culminates in the greatest ending, bar none, of any Bond movie. The satellite, the dropping of Trevelyan, for England James? No. For me. I mean, it's just so good. It's just the best climax. It remains to this day the best ending of any Bond film. I'll argue to we're both blue in the face that that's not the best ending of any Bond film. All told, GoldenEye is forever will be my top five Bond film. It will be my first and for a long time my favorite. It spawned the greatest video game of all time in which the film it accompanied. Brought about by the paradigm shift in entertainment medium, 25 years later, let's celebrate the culmination of the greatest Bond movie Second, second or third best Bond movie, Goldeneye. I love this movie, so I just want to take a time out, make a quick video, and just really just talk about how much I love this movie. I think that I, I appreciate this movie more and more and more as time goes on. When I first saw the movie, of course I loved it. I watched it to say about the DVD, did everything right, and then as we see in the car or the Craig area, you're like, Oh yeah. Grit. Yeah. It's so, so gritty. It's so gritty. It's just gritting all over the grittiness, just gritting, just oozing everything. Yeah. And now it's just so done in 2020. I just want, I just miss fun. And it's, uh, the golden eye is the perfect, perfect, perfect mix of him being smooth, sophisticated, suave, being vulnerable, being, emotional, losing sometimes, being tricked sometimes, falling in love sometimes, and also just getting, just having fun and having, because again, you're still just driving around the world, um, being a secret agent, driving fancy cars, all this, this, it's still a fun, it still has to be fun, and so when you watch GoldenEye, I just watch it today, and I watch it more and more every now, especially now that it's on Netflix, I don't know why, I'm, I'm just lazy to put it in sometimes a DVD player, but to just click it right there on my Netflix, Netflix, what's suggested for you? I see you like Goldeneye. I, I do. I do Netflix. In fact, I do. And you are correct. I will have another serving of Goldeneye. So <laughs> Netflix at this point just just knows me. It's like, all right, Goldeneye again, sir? Hmm? Yes, sir. We miss you. So 
uh, I just can't. I can't say enough good about this, especially as time goes on. As time goes on, I get love this movie even more, even more than I did before. So, twenty five years later, we can all celebrate the greatness, the the indelible, the perfection that is Goldeneye. And again, it spawned the greatest video game of all time too. And as you can see, if you're watching this YouTube and you're watching the series that I'm doing, no one touches me in this game. I'm telling you, I'm I'm taking on no any comers. But GoldenEye 64 is my jam. I hear some, I hear a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of not stick getting. So, <laughs> so help me talk and gush more about GoldenEye. Look with my good friend Luke from Bond's apartment, also from his podcast, Blonde Instruments. Him and Jake have a great podcast. So if you're not listening in, tune into that it's Bond's apartment. Welcome in my good friend Luke. I want to welcome in my good friend Luke Taggart from Blunt Instruments. What up? How you and Jake have got an amazing thing going on with that podcast. It's really catching off, really catching fire. I know you guys just got your 1,000th listen, and I'm sure you're probably at 5,000 already since the last time you posted that. So, welcome on, Luke. It's good to have you on. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. You look great as always. Well, you know, I gotta keep up with you. He's a handsome son of a bitch, man. You guys get to see it now. He's on the video, so you guys get to see it. He's a man. Well, look at—I mean, look at you, man. You look like Tom Cruise, just made, just made for TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, just my teeth are centered to my face, unlike his. <laughs> and you don't keep Kitty Holmes captive. No, no, or my kids, or whatever. But you know, what are you gonna do? Not yet. Right? Not yet. Yes, they're not born. If I'm telling you right now, if I have a girl, which does run in my family, I have older brother and sister, two nieces apiece. If I have a girl, she will not see the light of day until she's, or until I'm dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> well welcome on luke again like i said you guys i feel like you and i kind of have the same um same sense of humor especially for the bond community what we have and i think we're going to kind of have the same sentiments the people who like me are going to like you and the people who like you are going to like kind of maybe like me you're probably gonna have more listeners than me of course but it's uh we have the same sense of humor i think and i think that it's our little niche in the community I mean, I have the niche of niches, history and bond. Like I've got this small little corner, what mm-hmm. you and Jake have or something different. But do you have a, you have a little bit of crass to you too in your podcast too. So I appreciate oh, yeah. the little bit of edge, a mm-hmm. little bit of. We've you know, got not, some haters. Like... We got some haters. <laughs> That's okay because you know what I say to them. And what's that? Do tell. Ah, uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so creative. So uh-huh. creative. Yeah. Oh, there's more, but you know, I gotta check with Jake first and blah 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 and you know. Oh, double branding, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Can't can't mess up his shit. I can mess up mine, but can't he just hit five thousand or ten thousand followers on his Instagram, so I can't uh, screw with him too much. I know. Congrats to him too. Ten ten K is yeah. a ton. He's I'm... a legend and he just wanted that swipe up, so now every Instagram post he posts it's swipe up. Like it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that my, my I was actually the first swipe up he got to use. He, yeah, uh, I think I think you were. I uh, think you were. Another 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 first on my uh, list. Uh-huh. Lots of so, virginities taken in any way. <laughs> well, today we're talking about Goldeneye. I know that Goldeneye is one of those movies that affected you and I both the same. We're both kind of the same age range. And uh, what, what did it mean for you? <clears throat> so 
Goldeneye, and I was thinking about it today, knowing I was coming on to talk with you, but, um, you know, for me, it wasn't just Goldeneye was the first film I saw. I mean, I truly didn't know about Bond or the film until the video game. So um, basically one day my dad came home, and obviously I was pretty young. I can't remember, seven, eight, nine, whatever it would have been. He came home, he's like, hey, some guy at work told me about this uh, video game thing, Nintendo, whatever the hell. And he's like, so get in the car, we're going to go get one. I was like, okay. I mean, I was young enough to not know or Father care what it was. The I know. Trust me, it's it's a fond memory to look back on. But basically, we went to uh, Toys R Us, and I think I picked out like Rogue Squadron, Star Wars, and maybe like uh, Mario Kart or something. And then um, people kept telling me to get this game, so I would rent it at Blockbuster. And then, you know, I think for me, what, what really um, separates this from other ways of getting into the franchise was, imagine being a kid, seven, eight years old, playing a video game, and then finding out that there's a film attached to it that is pretty close to as shot for shot as a video game can be and um just being able to to it's almost kind of like seeing a behind the scenes of a video game when you're the kid because that's the more important piece of the puzzle at first yeah. but seeing that i was like this is incredible like even just the scene when you the very beginning when he goes in through the bathroom stall like i was like <laughs> this is literally almost shot for shot so to me that's how i got into it and and to me it's by far the uh most influential of uh bond films on my uh fandom i should say yeah i think that you can put the history of bond into like three categories you got the first one which are the sean connery years then mm -hmm. you've got the roger moore and then you've got golden Knight, and that's three different distinct phases that led into mm -hmm. different fandoms. so you and i are the golden knife crazy yep. the same thing and then you look at like Baron Seventy when you get into Temple, and you're like, yep. what is this? And then you get to see yep. Jaws, and you had to kill him the three times in the level. Like, what uh -huh. are all these characters? And you don't have—I had no idea who they were either. It was just a game me and my friends played mm -hmm. incessantly. And then I remember the first time I saw. Do you remember the first time you actually saw the movie itself? I couldn't tell you the first time I saw it, but I. One thing that's weird about it is if I could turn it on and watch it right now, and I still get the same vibe I did when I was a kid that I can, I can pinpoint just, it's just a weird nostalgic feeling turning that film on every single time. I mean, it just brings me back to being a kid. I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I can tell you that it does have that effect on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. When you played the game, what did you always use on multiplayer? Oh, I always played as bond. And then, um, I mean, I had all the cheat codes too. So I'd be, uh, like dual golden peak PKs or <laughs> some stupid <laughs> shit like that. But, uh, um, yeah, and that there's a guy in the community. It's like his Instagram page is like Goldeneye64 or something, and he put like, um, "You're in multiplayer. What gun do you use?" And I think I said that, and he just ignored the shit out of it. He's like, "This guy didn't even play the game." I was like, "No, you didn't. We played yeah, two different you... games, my friend." <laughs> you played the real one. I played the cheating one. Were See, you mom an odd was job guy? No, no, I was not a rod job guy. I was a uh, like security guard number three. Because everyone else was fighting. I'm like, no, nah, I'll, just, I'll just kill you with the security guard because I'm that badass. Yeah. And then the other part was I always use remote minds. And I'd screen watch the hell out of you. Hmm. i just watch you. And oh, the yeah. minute you came, I'd A and B together. And i just laugh incessantly as you just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. It was the best. I, um, did you ever use the remote minds in facility when that guy's doing the guard walking back and forth and you can yep. send him over the ledge or whatever? Yep, I mean, it's absolutely. Classic. It's a classic absolutely. game. But try playing it now on a flat screen. You'll puke. <laughs> I still so I still actually had my mom bring down a uh, 
a tube TV. So I put mm-hmm. it, set it up in my office at work. So I would, I would take all the young bucks to school. Oh, like, that's awesome. All the other, all the other detectives would come in or try to try to step up and you ain't got the, yeah. you ain't got the stones or the sticks oh, no. to yeah, step up to right. the old man. No, so nobody I, who played that game when it was out originally can be beat. No, we're, I'm invincible. I look like mm-hmm. 10, 10, 0, 10, 1 every time. Uh-huh. What about the movie itself? Like I said, so we, we've got the parts and, and you say the same thing. What did you think of Bro- Brosnan when he showed up? I mean, he, to, for me, Brosnan would always be like my nostalgic mm-hmm. bond. What do you think about him and him looking back on his performance? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was incredible. Um, you know, you can you can say what you want about the films. I mean, if you don't like Goldeneye, there's really nothing wrong with Goldeneye. You know, it's a solid it's a solid film. You know, you can you can nitpick it all you want, but you know, there's there's been much worse films even in Daniel Craig's era. So you can't really get too too bitchy about Goldeneye. But he was he was great, and I honestly I I will say personally, I mean. Obviously, each Bond has a different swagger to him or a different way they handle themselves. Um, I always thought he was definitely the coolest by far. Mm-hmm. I think that even in the, in the, the separated Goldeneye 2 is its ensemble of villains. So uh-huh. you look at just the pack of all of them that they have. They were just such a great ensemble. You've got oh, yeah. Boris, which I still to this day again say, I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. And my jokes you just did. <laughs> you did a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> my jokes aren't good to begin with. But when uh-huh. I date him with Bond references and everyone looks at me awkwardly, just like Stuttgart, and yep. I'm invincible and all these other ones, I think it's funny. No one else uh-huh. does. Yeah. But, um, and then Trevelyan was great, and Zanya. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. But just the whole ensemble, I think, is it just really in overall all of them together just make I think the best ensemble of villains. It makes the entire movie is so interesting from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So not only just like Batman is the best, I think comic Google character because the villains are the most interesting. Mm-hmm. It's what separates Golden Eyes because the ensemble is just the most interesting out of all of them. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with the Batman part too. We can talk about that shit another day because that's like a four-hour conversation. But um, Jake and I, when we did our um, ranking episode for Pierce Brosnan's films, which obviously him and I both chose Golden Eyes number one. That was one thing I said is. They started Goldeneye, and they did somewhat of a deep cut with their their casting. They were like, we're going to find some relatively somewhat unknown actors who are incredible, and we're going to make a real film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they all had done things, and everybody had seen them in places, but there's nobody Halle Berry-esque in, in that film. Yep. So, you know, they casted just a bunch of talented actors and actresses, and our biggest issue with the two in-between films was they're casting people because they're hot but they're not any good. And then they cast Halle Berry, who might have been too good. And Rosamund Pike was kind of more of a GoldenEye type actress than a Die Another Day, because she's beautiful, but she's actually very good. So I think that casting-wise, like you said, um, that was they hit the nail on the head with that one. Everybody's very, very good in that film, and I don't think it could have really been recast any better. I think it kind of was the... The defining part about Brosnan's whole tenure is that the next three films, he got everything he needed for the first one, and then the mm-hmm. next three films, they just let him down by yeah. not getting w- what they should, rather than you know what they thought they needed. Yeah, so it really, it, that's what cast a shadow on his. I would have loved to see him one more, a fifth one, but we yeah, I mean, it was so well, exactly, and it was. It, I was going to say it's his Casino Royale. It was his uh, coming out party, and it was his best film, and it was. Um, 
you kind of saw that and you were like, holy shit, only good things to come. And it, not so much, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right. So before we get going, I got to do this every time, right? So I'm going to give you the chance. You get to be the admiral, the Canadian admiral, but you got to suffer the same fate as the Canadian admiral. Are you taking are you taking, are you taking the, the, uh, the the rigor mortis with the smile on your face, or are you just skipping it and hoping for living in another day? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna have to say Zenya, I can't breathe right at the end. Clearly, yeah, that's, that's so. End of course. I have a funny story about that. I have a funny well, story about that. I do so, love to hear these stories. It's it, it's not. I don't know if you'll think it's as funny because I don't think it's up to par with stories that you and I might tell each other off camera. But um, so basically, like I said, that movie was huge when I was a kid, and I remember being in my backyard playing football or something, and like six of my friends dogpiled on top of me, and I remember just being like, "Get the fuck off! I can't breathe! Like, get off!" Literally, just like that. But because two of my friends who are brothers are idiots somehow linked that scene with that dog pile and for probably 10 to 15 years after like remember when we dog piled you and you're like i can't breathe i was like you fuckers that is from a movie i didn't say that god and then i had to like go be like see and they're like oh yeah i guess it's like nobody like can't breathe and literally says it like they're at an opera like that's not how people say things well, you should have just owned it. You should just own it. That's why I said my jokes aren't always fall on deaf ears because these people, you know, they don't get our humor anymore. That's why. That's why we're in the same boat here. Here, Luke. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna have. We're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to spread the humor of Bond. Yeah, dark humor. I told you this before. You can come on our show anytime, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate the invite, Luke. If you're well, not following him, not listening to his podcast, it's Blunt Instruments. It's a great podcast. And uh, it's going to be, like I said, you're going to take over here soon. We're going to be the, the new ones. You and I can share haters and we can share fans, too. Love that. Love Maybe that. Maybe we can share Zenyas, too. I don't know. Oh, God, I wish. I wish. She was the best. No eye contact. No. And Natalia is pretty damn hot, too. Let's be real. Yeah. She's all right. I think she got but, better looking with age, actually. You know, have you seen her Instagram? Mm-hmm. Or no, I, I got to tell you. Yeah. 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 We'll leave it at that. We'll leave yeah, it at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right, my man. Thank you so much for coming on again. Luke, Blue Blunt Instruments, if you're not following him, Bond's apartment on IG, Blunt Instruments podcast. Love it. Looking forward to good things from you, buddy. Take care. Thank you again, Luke, for coming on. It's always fun to talk to you, and uh, I would definitely, I definitely take that uh, that death rattle for uh, Zenya. So, you and uh, you and me can be uh, Eskimo brothers that way. Uh, we're Eskimo brothers in a lot of ways, by the way. For some reason, his, him and me end up with the same guest over and over and over again. Lorenzo from Omega Bond watches, and that slutty ass Asian Jason Kim. Oh my God, he's so slutty. He's so slutty and everything but uh it was always a fun talking to you man looking for more forward to more projects and in march he's supposed to be coming this way to the east coast so i cannot wait for him to pick up the sticks and get that golden 964 work so again thank you guys for so much tuning in Golden night turns 25 today celebrated thank you so much pierce and martin and everything else for giving us this movie and uh rare for giving us that video game 
Thank you so much. This has been Donnie Wallace with the Quantum History. Take care. Stay positive out there, guys.